Welcome back to Caffeine Confessionals. We are here to talk about the challenge Ride or Dies, episode 12. My name is Alan Aguirre, and I'm joined by my lovely co-host. We have the Southern Luke Muncy. What's up, guys? The Vermontian Zoe Tromboli. Hi, everyone. Episode 12. Baby, ooh. I was kind of underwhelmed. <laughs> it wasn't a bad episode, so I'll give it that. But like, I, I will say it really picked up for me the last like 25 minutes, kind of with some of the Tory Jordan stuff. It was really fun to watch. Uh, but I just think this is something that happens in every season where it's like, okay, we know the final's close. Was it that close? What's going to happen? I don't know. I, it was it was just like solid for me, but not like upper level solid. I miss the days of a male and a female getting eliminated at the same time. I think it just kept the pacing of the season a lot better. Um, and I think because they've included, they've excluded so much interpersonal drama and conflict from this season that it just makes episodes kind of feel like they last a long time. Yeah. And with this like redemption house, that's not, but is they could totally eliminate two people per week and then have some weird battle back later on. So yeah, I agree. I mean, maybe I'm just tired from the holidays too. It's totally possible. It's been a long couple days. I'm definitely tired. I mean, you messaged us earlier in the week, like, hey, is the challenge going to be on this week? And I didn't even know the answer to that. If there was no challenge this week, I love you all at home. I love the challenge. But if there wasn't, I would have been okay with that because it's been a hectic time. Sometimes you just need a break. But we're here. <laughs> we're here to talk about the show. And I got to say, like, on paper, this episode is really good. Uh, like, the daily challenge looked very cool. The elimination matchup, that's like high stakes, high drama. Um, the moves that were made, they were really good. It just, what we got in execution maybe didn't live up to what it should have been. I don't really know. I, I, and it, it feels weird to complain about it because they gave us what we want. It just didn't turn out well. It's like they gave us a, like a fine dine meal and we just tried to microwave it real quick and it just it didn't come out well. The plating was off. Um, I think the Daily Challenge, too, is one of those ones where the people who get to do it are hyped about it because it's probably so cool to do. But it, I have two trains of thought about this. It wasn't exciting to watch, but then you have the other aspect of Jordan going back to help his team, which I think was a really cool human moment. And I don't know if I believe that those two teams were as close in time. Can you can you explain the daily? Let's just, let's just jump into the episode. Zoe, yeah. explain the daily. Um, I will do my best. So they the teams are hanging from bars that are connected to a helicopter. So there's six bars hanging from this helicopter. And because the 500-pound team has two extra people, they are on a platform <laughs> closer to their destination where they eventually have to swim to. Um, but so you have six people hanging from platforms, and there are three targets. Two people have to try to drop into each target at each point. The first one was worth 50 points apiece. Second one was worth 70 points apiece. Last one was worth 100 points apiece. Should you get all of the points... Then it came down to whoever swam to the raft the fastest. Beautiful. You could totally do a confessional right now. <laughs> Call me Casey. Yeah. I uh, was excited for this because like 
I played a lot of video games and there was like a video game on the GameCube with Super Monkey Ball where you would have to go into the targets just like this. And I was just like, this was my favorite game as a kid. It was just too easy to hit the targets. That was the problem with this daily where nobody missed it. And I wish the targets were just a little smaller just so there was a little bit more skill involved, I guess. Well, yeah, I was going to say it was hard for Nelson to grab the bar. At least there was that little bit of entertainment. <laughs> Yeah, I, I thought afterwards, like, what's missing from this? And it's that people failed. But I mean, these people are athletic, so like, I get it. But yeah, I I agree with Zoe, though. I mean, because I don't even think there's a reason to talk about like the performances of them dropping. They all dropped or they should have, right? Yeah. Even Nelson, who was backwards and spinning around. Yeah. I really did appreciate uh, Jordan going back and helping his teammates. And I know that, and we saw more of it tonight, it's like the Jordan reclamation show, like he gets to reclaim his narrative on reality TV. But like, I do think he has some really good qualities. As we've said the past 100 weeks at this point, but like, it was cool. And did they make up times to say that they won to showcase this moment? Sure. Did it also like help the game move forward? Probably also I, sure. I think they did win. I don't think it was that close. And oh, okay. this is me just maybe deciding i'm rooting for that team and that's how i feel about it but i just don't buy that it was two seconds apart i don't buy it yeah and i hate to even say this but i don't hate to say it because it was cool i really enjoyed the pep talk even before the daily from Devin. like the man has been a moron on tv before but like he knows how to pump up a team and i love his little analogy to a football coach because it was funny uh, but it was a cool moment for him where i looked at him and i was like he seems mature in this and we've not really seen We've seen him progress the past couple seasons, but this was really cool. I think it specifically worked on the girls, too. Like, I think Jordan's sitting there like, bro, I don't need you to do this for me. But, like, Jordan's enough of a team player that he pretended to be into it. Um, it was well, cute. I was cracking up at him being like, you're a dog, you're a dog, you're a dog. <laughs> and all the girls were like, wait, I'm a dog? And then he said, and I'm a effing dog. They were like, oh, it's a compliment. You're not, like, dogging us out. Um, but it was cool. And... You know, there was the conversation for the Daily about, like, Fessy to Mariah. Hey, throw this, throw this, throw this. And that's an element that I guess because I'm a moron, I hadn't considered. You could so throw a Daily to benefit your rider down the other side, and it's not going to hurt you. Uh, so I'm surprised that we've not seen that yet because, like, this whole, like, I've got to be loyal to my team. Mm. Mm. They do to a point because they don't know how long these teams are going to last. And if they don't win... Then and they weaken their team. They keep weakening their team. Their chances of winning decrease. So they're eventually going to be in jeopardy because of that. Yeah. And honestly, the 500-pound team would be really smart to lose the next challenge to try to get rid of their dead weight. Is there a person in particular? We know who it is, guys. Okay. He had to swim about 50 yards in that daily challenge and was doing like the life vest backstroke. The one that like Nani and Mariah were doing after swimming a hundred yards, like Anissa, you gotta go. You gotta go. God love, God love her. I did love the pep talk too, and I think like the the women were very into it. I think Horacio was very into it. I think he's been that's what he's been needing his whole life, just someone to coach him through this challenge. Uh, good morale, and I agree. Two seconds was such BS, and and when TJ said that. You looked at their faces and Horacio's face was actually stunned because he doesn't he doesn't know. He's just like, oh, my God, was it really two seconds? 
And then you see Jordan's face. He's all like, ah, this is some horseshit. We, we're either about to get fucked or they're going to give us the win right here. His face was like, it's not two seconds, TJ. It's definitely not two seconds. Just tell us who won. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And because of that, the way, like, I wish they could have gone at the same time. Like, it's hard to applaud anyone's performance, really, aside from Jordan. Because if it really, like how what was it actually was it 30 seconds was it two minutes was it whatever like who's to say yeah and i think this is definitely a moment where it's like okay just rent the second helicopter just rent it because like we've said before on even like four seasons ago talking about this show but like they can totally doctor times if they want to and i get that's a part of a production strategy but it took some of the excitement out because you can't compare you can't say oh look how fast jordan's swimming compared to blank or even if we had both teams going at once where it's a girls and a men's heat where we see the girls drop together and maybe even try to stab. I mean, it would be dangerous. It would be like Julie Stouffer. She maybe push someone out of the target zone. But that would I mean, that would have been more interesting just so we could see direct comparison between the two. Uh, it really made the daily challenge kind of drag a bit. And they also had to do the thing where they explain the rules like three times because they've gone to so many commercials at a certain point. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It may be long for the challenge on the Challenge USA that Tyson dragged uh, Cache through. Because I was like, that and that, I don't think was a super fun one to watch. But I, at least there was a competitive dynamic that you could engage with. Just being able to see all the chess pieces on the same board is like what really matters. Uh, you could, It's just so easy to tune out on the show. And stuff like this where it just drags and drags and drags on. I mean, might as well check out, might as well go into the living room, do something else for 20 minutes, and then come back and be like, oh, this team won by two seconds. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. The team that I want to win won, though, which is exciting. Mm-hmm. I really like that team, and they are looking extremely stacked as a unit. Yeah, I think they got rid of some of their dead weight. Or just, I'm, I don't even know dead weight necessarily. I mean, Kenny was dead weight. But I think just like if you can have a smaller team, sometimes that's better just because the communication's more clear and there's less egos involved. So, yeah. I think of World, War of the Worlds, too, you know? No. <laughs> no, you're right. Some other uh, around the house stuff uh, Amber and Chauncey uh, talking about winning the million dollars as that could advance their life as they have some big plans as a family. Uh, how long have they been together? At at the time of filming, like seven months. I'm here for it. How old is she? She's in her 30s, right? She's 34? Yeah. She's 20, he's 23? Let the girl get a ring and a house and a baby, Alan. I'm here. I actually love them as a couple. I think that it is so genuine that he thinks that she hung the moon. And she just loves to be loved, and he treats her the way she deserves to be treated. I'm here for it. It's I. It's so tough for me because I do think that there is a genuine, like, love between them, and they like really do admire. Like, I think they just it is a real connection. But it's just I don't know, man. It's just it's such it's such a gap between them, and it just you know that Chauncey's life has just changed so dramatically. But if you just look at like his life, he went from like. In college, to dropping out of college, moving to Boston, moving to LA, OnlyFans, workout type stuff on the challenge now. And he just keeps advancing and advancing. And I just feel like he's hopping around 
and making so many big changes in his life that I don't know if he's like the type of guy who wants to settle down and marry just because his life is changing so fast. He's still so young and, but they do love each other and they do look good to each other and they do support each other. I just, I don't know how to feel about them. So I was pretty skeptical when the, when the cast was announced because Chauncey had tweeted on like double agents or even spies, lies and allies, like Amber B is so fine. And when I'm going to marry that girl. So he's clearly a fan of the show, a fan of hers. So it's like, is he using her to maybe get on reality TV? But I don't think he's exhibited anything that would make me think that. And Zoe's right. Like, it just seems like genuine. And I don't even want to say love because I'm sure it's love. But it seems like genuine understanding. Like, she's tweeted about, like, his OnlyFans. I'm like, what do I care? That's what he does for work. Like, he comes home to me at the end of the day. Love him. Yeah, I think when you look at them, they just they have good chemistry. And there's, like, genuine, like, connection there. And then you have them next to... Nelson and Olivia and you know that's gonna blow up in five seconds and like bananas and Mariah and I'm like Mariah why are you kissing your uncle like it's just like <laughs> that their relationship is so cute to me they look great together I have not seen a couple where I'm just like they like just like from like vibe sense that looked that good since Dario and Ashley K and their breakup always broke my heart because I just saw them and I'm like they're just too boring just two boring pieces of like silverware next to each other that just fit perfectly. And then they broke up. They got separated. Uh, <laughs> we also had, uh, to talk about, you know, people who've been separated a bit. Jordan, uh, we see his stuff with the Ukraine, which I fully commend. If you guys haven't seen, uh, he'd been living in the Ukraine, you know, doing supplies, helping uh, evacuate citizens who are in trouble. And it's just commendable stuff. I mean, the guy has been on the front line just doing stuff and good on him. And before anyone says that, like, he he was doing it for, like, positive attention, regardless of even if that were true, which I do not think it is. I genuinely think he wanted to do something to help him talking about it is giving that organization a platform and it's encouraging more people to do the same work. So it's great, I think. That's, that's an incredibly brave and selfless thing to do, regardless of what you think about him. Luke's dying his head. And it's not like it's... I don't disagree, actually. And I had this internal conflict. Because I remember when he started posting on Instagram about it, I was like, wow, that's pretty intense. Like, he's he means business. He's not just on social media in Los Angeles being like, pray for Ukraine. Like, he actually went out and did it. And I'm not even upset that it's shown on the show, because I thought the same thing. Wow, like what a great way to raise awareness. Well, not even awareness, but like to remind people, hey, this is still ongoing in some capacity. It just is so interesting to me. And I'm not hating on this at all. It is just so interesting to me how we have a character like Jordan who has in the past year been able to totally restructure his perception on these shows and how people see him. And I don't think it's him like attempting to like look like a better person. I just think he is a better person. So it's interesting to see that happen. Um, and part of me is also just a little butthurt because women on the show don't get the same opportunities to showcase how they've changed. However, that does not negate that Jordan has. So, yeah, it didn't bother me. It just made me have a, a thought that was not about the daily or anything like that. Yeah, production really, you can tell, loves Jordan. They really love Jordan. And I think that he's given them a lot of reason to love him for all the... He's a company man. Like... No, he is. And after the episode ended, we'll get to it, I'm sure, here in a second or later in the podcast. But Jordan has brought a lot of drama to this show that, like, 
Tori too. Can't even can't even hate on her. Sometimes I can. Like this past week, I definitely did. But like, good authentic television. And sometimes she doesn't. But this season, I feel like she a thousand percent has. Their dynamic is hard. To, it's hard to look away because it goes from like thinking they're gonna like. Well, when they were canoodling at the beginning of the season, then inter- inter- interrupted by Narice, and now there's like this deep animosity that's brewing. It is. And I think it's a perfect example of why this show needs more people that have interweb relationships. Like, I don't care. I mean, this season was intended to be, sure, whatever. But, like, I don't need a random theme season next season. Like, it needs to be people that have history with each other who are going to have real feelings when they get hurt or a vote doesn't go their way. Like, that, it was fun to watch tonight. If they don't capitalize on an exit season with the two of them soon... And how many different people they could put together. They're crazy. I agree. We're going to talk about more about them later on in the episode. Uh, just another little thing. We had a phone call from home. We saw you know, Jordan's friend from the Ukraine. But we also had uh, Nelson's friend, Corey. Uh, I've never seen him before in my life. But he's Nelson's friend according to the FaceTime. I thought it was cool. I won't lie. I really appreciated. Um, there was a season that I think it was World of the Worlds too, where Jenna called Nani, and it just was like fun to see because it's like okay, these people really are friends outside of this. And I thought the same about this. And I I said last week on the podcast, Nelson really needed somebody to ground him. Like he needed his hunter. He needed his Corey. And I think Corey tried to, but he said, "I can tell you're checked out. I can tell that you're like making excuses for yourself." And I get it. Like Nelson is kind of between a rock and a hard place, but yeah. I just love that Corey went right for the dragon. and was like, you need to get rid of bananas. You're not beating him in a final. You need to get rid of Fessy. And I could tell Nelson just wanted to like crawl in the hole and die and just be like, Oh, well I had a chance to actually get back at Fessy. And instead I chose to save his ass. Yeah. And like, I just know that Corey was on some site looking at spoilers before his phone call. I'm like, okay, let me see who's still in there. But it, it was interesting to see, who, like, his perspective is somebody who's played the game, but is totally outside of it. Nelson, make a smart decision here. Uh, but And I get when you're in that situation, you probably can't be that ballsy, but he could have tried. It is interesting, too, because Corey is someone who, I mean, like he went to the final on Double Agent Soul Madness really easy, kind of just playing that coasty uh, friend-type game. But he walked away from Spies, Lies, and Allies like really salty because he got thrown in. He was like the, he was at the bottom of that Vacation Alliance totem pole. And his vibe and the way he's talked on social media is he's been very against that group since then. And that's why I kind of want to see Corey come back. I mean, there's part of me who thinks he will just go back to being boring. But he was stirring the pot and you could tell in the way he's talking to Nelson where he's like, you got to go for bananas. You got you to make that play because he's... He has like he has a bit of an edge to him. He has a chip on his shoulder, and I, it's like I kind I don't miss Corey because we just saw a bunch of him, but I kind of miss that mindset from Corey. And I'll commend him too, even not to talk about last season too much, but I'm going to. Last season, he really did try to deviate away from that all veteran alliance while it was still in the works, which was a super smart move. It just blew up in his face, and it was really endearing for me to see how loyal he was to Bettina. And like there were no rumors of them hooking up. I think it was just genuinely he genuinely cared for her, and. You know, he he gave it his all in a way that he hadn't before. And although it didn't work, it was cool to see a different side of him. I do think that this season he would have been like, hey, Kayla Sam, 
a couple rookies, Jay Michelle, like he could have been another piece of that puzzle that could be like, hey, let's not be idiots and let's target these these super uh, pairs who've been brought in. But I don't know. He needs a break. He can come back as Kayla's pair for Exus 3, though. He's always been very shady to her since Invasion. He's always been very... That's why I want it. Yeah. Although, we'll say, after Total Madness, they went to New York City and did that press junket, whatever it was. And, like, he posted so many nice things about her on a story that weekend. Yes, I still remember all that useless information. So I think they'd be a good team. That was peak pandemic. Oh, wait, was it? I don't know. That wouldn't uh, be. They'd be. Why would they be in New York? I don't know. It was right before the pandemic. Oh, okay. Okay, that makes sense. All right. Uh, so, yeah, Corey made an appearance. Good for him. Uh, other than that, we had the Daily. We know the winners. Let's go on and go to the deliberations. Yeah, and before we talk about it, I just want to point out something that was not discussed on the show, so I'm not jumping ahead, I don't think. I don't know why anyone in there did not just say, we should vote Nelson in because he does not have somebody else on our team that would be offended. It was like the clearest cut answer to who they should send in. But nobody was like, oh, how about we don't throw in our three rider dies because they're going to be upset and they might target us. Like nobody said that. That was like the smartest thought to have. Yeah, and nobody brought up either. Like, let's take a look at the elimination. Even if we decide it is definitely Fessy or Nelson, like let's see what it's going to be before we've made up our minds. What's tough is that like Mariah and Fessy just aren't ride or dies anymore at this point. They just they just straight up aren't. Uh yeah. When when he was trying to convince her to throw the challenge, and I could just remembered how he talked about her the last two weeks and how he's been treating her, and he would throw her under the bus in a second. And I just was like, Girl, can you just like put up a force field around yourself away from this man? Because he's not doing anything for you. Yeah, I mean, I'm happy for the girl because she got a spot on a very coveted TV show. But, like, I was glad that she kind of, well, I don't know if she did. But I think that she is aware, too. Like, I'm thankful for the opportunity, so I'm not going to burn him too bad. But let's not pretend like we're besties. I just, I keep, I hate the way he keeps saying, I know that he did bring her on the show. But, like, you brought her on the show because you were going to benefit from having a partner like her. So stop acting like she owes you something. She doesn't owe you anything. Yeah. And the way he says, like, I held your hand. It's like, dude, come on. Yeah, you're you, you partners. You're supposed to be, like, partners. That's what you do in this game. You're the veteran as well. It just, it, it's insane. I agree with Zoe. Uh, we did see someone go into the liberation with a key. Like, like, they said something out loud. And that was Devin being like, all right. Let's make sure that Chauncey doesn't go in in order to win brownie points with Amber and also to force his directive of going after either Fessy or Nelson. Yeah, <laughs> I just don't get how it's smart to save bananas. I, I totally get Nani and Mariah not wanting to. They're obviously connected, but that's not majority. And they could even finagle that to have conversations afterwards whoever does draw the safe to say, Hey, don't say bananas. He, he really has got to go. He's really good because like if they have the mindset, they're staying in teams, who is that going to harm except for the other team? So I think it's a decent play for 
like Devin and the other guys specifically, because getting rid of Fessy or Nelson, I think that they could get Johnny to throw a challenge. And Mm -hmm. I think they could manipulate that group into losing easier without one of the two of them. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that is true. And I just had the thought, I wonder if Nelson would throw a challenge, but he would mess that up. Uh, So yeah, that makes sense. He almost threw a challenge this week. He did almost throw the challenge. Yeah. God, that would have been awful. They might have considered keeping him at that point. Uh, But yeah, I get it. I like the Devin Smart. I think he's always been smart. It's just been his delivery at times. But I think this season he's really, he's really looking smart. And I want to say too, I think we might have jumped over this. Before they went to deliberation, like right before, Fessy and Jordan had the conversation where Jordan's like, I'm a man of my word. I've always been. I'm keeping you. And then Tori, and I've got to say, I'm not even being a Tori hater here. It was a very weird moment from her going to Jordan and being like, I'm just letting you know, if you throw in Fessy, the guy that I hooked up with months after we broke up, it's going to harm our relationship. Like, I, I just don't get that rationale. And it was weird because the last week that we saw them together on the episode, like there was already animosity. So why would she think there was that room to say that to him? I don't know. I'm not being a Tory hater. It just felt like, where is this coming from? No, I like Tori, and that was weird. That was a weird power play. It was, like, vaguely threatening, and I just don't know why it would matter. Like, he's kind of shown you that he doesn't care about that at this point, too. So, like, why are you doing that? Why are you doing all this? And on first thought, I was, like, very weird that she's going to Jordan to say Fessy. Like, I know they're on good terms now, but, like, they've had their issues dislocating Jordan's shoulder hooking up with his ex-fiance that was widely talked about. Like I remember Jordan saying that's the thing that hurt him the most when that happened. But I, I do like at the core, it just seems like Tori really wants to recover whatever was with Jordan. And like, that was another ploy to be like, can you give me some, some love? Cause if Jordan had been like, Hey, I might still have to do it, but like, we're good. I think Tori would have said, okay, but I just think there's a deeper, deeper meaning than just like her trying to save Bessie kind of hurts my heart, but it was weird. I know that she acknowledged that Fessy was the best player on their team, and maybe she thought that was the conversation that would be the most helpful to protecting him, but it did. It came across strange. Very much so. And Fessy is maybe, I mean, probably Benaz is their best player, but Fessy's very much, like, good. And then the drop-off between Nelson and Chauncey is just kind of massive, like, between those two and then those two. Uh, Bananas did say, like, have you seen Fessy? He's been killing me in all the challenges during the deliberation. It's like, yeah, dude, you've been throwing every challenge. I know he looks better than you because you've been throwing every single one. Yeah, which to this point has been great strategy, which you said before, too. But, yeah, I still think in a final, Johnny smokes him. Me, too. Yeah. In a team game, though, a guy like Fessy who can just carry extra weight like that is a big factor and a guy who's like really good at math and memorization he very much helps eating not so much but everything else he really comes in handy other stuff that happened to liberation anything um amber was trying to get chauncey to come clean and he wouldn't say anything uh nothing too eventful i think they all said what we expected them to say 
there's a scene where Jordan's really pitching the idea of throwing Fessy into Devin. And he just talks about how, like, you know, Fessy, he's very good. But if you just throw someone into elimination a bunch, they're going to lose at some point. And I think that is, like, one of the most true facts of the challenge where, like, there are people who are very good. But sometimes eliminations can just be random. And, it's, like, there is technically a 50% chance you lose anytime you go in. And, like, we've seen the greats just lose eliminations to the most random people ever. And it's like, yeah, throw Fessy in because you don't know what will happen. Get the last the CT's last two elimination losses. One was to Jay, and the other was in a physical three-way elimination. Where are those his last two losses? Yeah, throw them in. You never know. You might get an elimination where the entire crowd can just take over as well. It's like anything can kind of happen in these eliminations. Uh, I really like that he just the way he talked about it because he's like Jordan has won a lot of eliminations, but he also knows. Anything can happen, you can lose. Mm-hmm. We get to the elimination. Um, majority vote goes Fessy. Most interesting part, Mariah has the ability to tie it up three to three. She burns her vote on Chauncey. Honestly, I loved it. Because three guys vote Fessy. Nani and Amber vote Nelson. It comes down to Mariah. And I do think there's an element of like, She's clearly watched the show. She's like, I'm not going to make it a tie. I'm not playing that game. But, like, what she doesn't even know is that Fessy deserves it. He absolutely 100% deserved it. So I was like, great, do it. Make him angry. Make him salty. Bye now. Yeah, and... I I don't know. I'm contradicting myself. Welcome to my world. But, like, she's got to look out for her team, too. Like, you know, if she ties it up, one of those guys could be going in. Two of those guys could be going in. And then that screws her game in the long run. And I thought it was perfect that she was like, I'm not going to say Fessy's name. I know he's going in, but he's going to win this. It's the perfect way to be like, I've got faith in you, but also I really don't care what happens. And if I were her, honestly, having Fessy out of the game might help her if he's on the other team because he is asking her to do these crazy outlandish things like throw dailies. Nobody has deserved their ride or die leaving them out to dry more than Fessy, especially Mariah, who this person who he's he's held her hands throughout the entire game, just playing the card of, oh, I don't want any blood on my hands. So I'm going to burn my vote. It's like, I'll show you how much I don't know how to play the game right now. You're going into elimination, Fessy. And I loved it. And you know what I didn't love when Anissa was like, you burn vote and your ride or die goes in. It's like, yeah, well, Anissa, within the context of this show, they're on different teams. Like, come on now. Yeah, she she's like said it was like a rookie mistake or called her an amateur or something. And I was like, Pro- maybe, but again, you're only saying that because you're annoyed that Fessy got voted in. Right. If she were on her team, Mariah seems to be like, oh, that's great. I also don't want to skip over to, to jump back to Tori and Jordan. Okay, Jordan was the first person to vote, and it seems like his vote was going to be for Nelson, which would have made it a clean sweep for Nelson. Who's to say who would have gone in? Probably still Fessy. But he was like, I'm a man of my word. I don't like to go back and forth. But someone came to me and held a personal relationship as a hostage, and I don't negotiate with terrorists. The look on Tori's face. Oh, my gosh. And she was throughout the, be a man, be a man. And I don't know if she realizes because she I've heard her say this before to Jordan. She said to Devin, I'm pretty sure on 
whatever season they beefed on. I think it was last season, actually. Like, be a man. Grow up. That's not, like, a great way to convince somebody to uh, see eye to eye with you. And, like, what what does it mean to be a man, Tori? Like, not make your own dis- – I just – I didn't get it. I don't think she does well in verbal confrontations, especially if she's genuinely pissed. And I think she was like really pissed. He called her out in front of everyone. And in that way, it was also a crazy thing to say. Like uh, that's like, I make jokes like that when I talk about like kids throwing temper tantrums to get their way. I'm like, I don't don't negotiate with terrorists. Like this isn't happening, but like, it's, it's funny. Like he went and said that on national television for something that's like pretty insignificant in the large scheme of things but he said it in such a dramatic fashion and i i wish she had the ability to just laugh about it which she was clearly so pissed and she just didn't know what to do yeah i feel like there are going to be people who watch that or who did watch that tonight and are going to be like oh my god he called her a terrorist when there's a whole context outside it's like a pretty popular coinage but like i agree with you she should have just been like whatever and I hate to say it because I think you're right. Tori does not do well in verbal confrontations when she's angry. You're going to hate me, Zoe. When she got into it with Cara Maria on World of Worlds 2, it was embarrassing. How do you let Cara Maria beat you in a verbal argument? Yeah, because she can't argue either. No, like she can fight, she can scrap, whatever. But like we've seen her have some really bad verbal arguments. And she she like got Tori good. You, you date back to her rookie season and there's like a fight with Chad Camilla and she just says, yeah, when I get angry, I get loud. And it's just like, yeah, you're just loud. There's nothing else going on here. Think of every mm. argument Carmory has been in on the show and it's just her like whining or whimpering or just like saying the same phrase or two over and over again. And yeah, if Carmaria makes you look stupid in an argument, you're really bad at arguing. Yeah. Cara Maria is the person who perpetually gets hit by the plus two in Uno. And against Tori, for once, she finally had a plus two to hit her with her back. And it was just like, I couldn't believe it happened. God. I, it's a good season. My first impression of Tori, though, I always go back to her Ari the One season with the rap she made about Geo. And so that holds a really tender place in my heart. But she wrote it ahead of time. Like, she didn't, like just come up with it on the fly like she sat there in a different room with all the girls and practice it and wrote out all the lyrics like you gotta give my girl a few minutes to collect herself i feel that i feel that jordan really in the ukraine doing deal dealing with serious stuff right there and then he's calling her a terrorist because of this game what a wild world we live in uh god that was that was a good moment. That was actually, honestly, that moment kind of made the episode for me. Like, I was pretty down on the episode, and that really perked me right up. I'm so wrapped up and invested in all this Jordan and Tori stuff. Uh, it's my favorite ongoing saga in my life. I almost had a spit take. Like, I literally was, like, drinking water and choked on my water when he said that. I was like, what? Well, and what's crazy is, had you told me before the season started airing that I would really be the most invested in those two, I would have been mad, actually. I'd be like, <laughs> no, my God. But, like... Since he came into the game, they've had good moments. It's what they're giving us. That's all they're giving us. That's true. It's not the first season either, because like War of the Worlds 2, I was so in on them. Like I was just like they they were the people who changed that season for me. They were like the MVPs, the way they just they swapped teams. I was into that. I know you weren't into that, Luke. I know you weren't. But for me, I was in, I was all in on this. And now I'm into the mess of their breakup. It just 
I wasn't into it, but to their credit, it was riveting to watch because they had a mission and they dominated it. And I, to this day, I'm wishy-washy on Tori. I'm sorry. I was not all in on her last week. This week, she pissed me off. Not on the episode, outside of the episode. To see her have to fight from the bottom was really, really cool to watch. And I'll stick by that she should have won that season. And they did her so wrong about purging just one person. Like, that was so lame. Those string of elimination wins were crazy. I'm just like, Jordan beating Theo, then beating Josh in a tug of war with one hand, Tori beating Georgia, and then demolishing Jenny in Hallball. It wasn't just that they were like winning eliminations. They were against good opponents, and they were just so impressive. So much potential. Put them together for three. I'm going to say it again. Yeah. Do it. So the elimination. Yeah, Chauncey pulls the safe dagger, and this was, I mean, this is why Nelson had me. He threw in Amber and Chauncey earlier in the season, and that just sucks, because in most worlds, Bananas would get thrown in, but because of that prior move that he had with power, Nelson gets sent in versus Fessy. Yeah. It just makes me think, well, I'm not going to get on that tangent, so I'm not. Uh, But yeah, it was a little bit weird to me, just because... If you're Chauncey, I get the loyalty piece. So that's why I'm not going to hate on this decision too much. Who could you beat in the final? Nelson or Bananas? You know, because if you throw in Bananas against Fessy, I think there's a good chance that he goes. Again, I know it's all about keeping the team strong, but they've got to have some type of foresight that like, what's this final going to look like? You know, if it gets down to it, is it going to be me versus Bananas? Like, how am I going to handle that situation at that point? But I think with this many people still in the game, it was a safe move. I was thinking when I was thinking about the potential of who could go against Fessy, whatever. Nelson going in seemed like it was going to happen. And I cannot picture many, if any, eliminations that Nelson could beat Fessy in. Because their skill set is so similar in terms of physicality, but Fessy's obviously stronger. So he's not going to be a puzzle. He's not going to, I don't think he has more endurance than him. Fessy's outperformed him endurance wise. Um, I'm just. A, a spelling bee. However, it's whoever spells the word the most incorrect. <laughs> yeah. Are we doing like CVC, like three letter words here? Even then, yeah. I think Nelson could struggle. <laughs> the maybe an eating elimination, which is like they only do one of those every like eighty eliminations. Um, that's that's really the only thing I could ever see Nelson beating Fessy in. Um, the elimination. Uh, oh, go for it. Uh, well, it ties in what you're going to say. So Alan's going to explain what the elimination was, but I was just glad for Nelson's sake, I guess, that it wasn't like head to head combat because we've seen that happen before and Nelson lost. I think what the elimination was definitely gave Nelson room to like, Hey, if you really give it your all and think this through a little bit, you have a chance of staying in the game. The elimination was players had to untie a bunch of heavy chains. And then once all those chains are untied, there was a bunch of sticks hanging outside of like spears hanging out of a drywall. They have to then rip the spears through the drywall. Uh, First person to get all 10 done uh, wins the elimination. It wasn't easy. It's just like pull them out. You had to angle them and like knock around the drywall. Uh, it slowed down the elimination a bit and it made it a little bit more strategy and endurance space. However, I think I would have preferred that they just ripped them out completely like 
just maul them because that would have been more fun to watch and it slowed down the elimination and it kind of made it anticlimactic. The best elimination, this is not the same, but it is kind of the same. Bloodlines, where it was, thank you, Zoe, yes, okay? Every, like, anytime we get some type of thing where you have to break through something, why are we not building many houses? <laughs> why are we not setting up a room? It is so visually appealing as a viewer, and it's funny to watch, but it still takes a level of skill and strength to do it. I, like, as soon as this popped up on the screen, I'm like, oh, they should have done that. They should have done that. I'm glad you said that. I was thinking the same exact thing. I said, if we're going to get into this like construction vibe, this or I guess demo vibe that we're doing, like that is the elimination to do. I love those. I just love seeing people break stuff and I love that elimination so much. And I always just like seeing the people's strategies or lack thereof strategy on that Bloodlines elimination that to take apart a big heavy chair. And that was like my favorite part. I was like, oh, how would you take apart this like this sofa? That was always like the stuff that fascinated me. How are you going to break it down to get it through a small cubby hole? I agree. And I think the most recent that we've even seen that kind of shown was on all stars. They were like in a cage putting center blocks through, but it was like, give them furniture, like make them be destructive to something other than center blocks. That's gray and dull. Like most of the set. But yeah, the elimination was kind of boring to me, to be honest. And it might not have been as boring had there not been a clear winner from the jump. I was just Bessie just that. was killing it. Yeah. Once they were tied for about 30 seconds, they both had one spear and then Fessy was ahead three to one. I was like, Oh, it's over. doesn't matter. It, like he's clearly figured out how this works. Only thing that's going to happen is Nelson's going to get more tired. He's much smaller than Bessie. And then they had to pull the ones from above them from the ceiling and Nelson's six inches shorter than Fessy, if not more. Like, it was a foregone conclusion. It was so, like, known immediately that Fessy was going to win. I'd almost rather they didn't even put the live scoreboard on the feed. I almost would have been preferred to have been like, oh, it's, it, it finished 10-7. All right, cool. And, and then been like, that was not as close as I thought. But just watching it, this like, Nelson slowly die hurt a lot. Um Brutal loss for him. I mean, he he did kind of look checked out, though. Like, And I think he has kind of looked checked out the entire season because there would be moments when he'd had confessionals with Norris where his face looked gone and then like the camera would be on him and he would kind of be like, oh, I have, to, I have to be Nelly T right now. I have to make jokes. I have to be Scuba Nelly. And I don't know where he's at. I think, I think he's kind of hurt a little bit at this point because I think he knows he's not going to win, but he has to put up the character that he's playing. Yeah, I don't blame him for coming back because, I mean, to my knowledge, he doesn't have to work a normal job, which, hey, that's amazing. Uh, I just don't think I don't think the switch to teams helped him at all. You know, he was in a good spot up until that point. And I said it last week, I said it even during this, he needs a male confidant that's not fessy, that can really get his head in the game and motivate him. Uh, yeah, and that's not a flaw. That's just like Nelson needs that kind of stuff. but. Yeah. He needs I, Zoe there to call him an idiot. And he'd be like, what? Scuba Nelly idiot. He would he'd be like accusing me of like murdering someone in a gas station bathroom or something. Like <laughs> he would just I I've seen him eviscerate women who've done absolutely nothing to him in the most disgusting, foul ways on this show. So 
the worst thing about losing Nelson is that we don't have a chance that Nerese returns. That's how I felt as soon as it was over. Um, but the best thing was a weird slow-mo video of him and Olivia to the Goo Goo Dolls. And I'm sure she's going to be haunted by that for the rest of her life. Because, spoiler, they did not stay together. Nope. Uh, she does not seem like a big fan of him based on social media. Uh, I'm so yeah. here for them as an ex's team also. Oh. Oh, Zoe. <laughs> yeah. That's... Come that's on. good. They'd be electric together as a pair. I I think she would hate him on so many levels. Like, imagine going from having... Horacio, who's this beautiful, perfect angel boy, as your partner, to then having to deal with Nelson. And the longer you deal with Nelson, like you're, it's a good thing. So, like you, ha- it's a this pill you have to swallow every single day. I like, I love Narice, but there's got to be something a little off with her. The fact that she like genuinely has so much love in her heart for Nelson. <laughs> This is the same girl who loves Chris Brown and Trey songs, despite all their wrongdoings. There is something off. I like Narice, don't get me wrong, but like, uh, I think she's able to look past flaws in men fairly easily. I wish you hadn't told me that. Zoe looks like she just ate soap. <laughs> like, full on took a bite and just like swallowed it whole. And, and I like, you know, she has relationships with these people outside, like music video sets, but like she's been at their houses, she posts pictures of them, like, I get like, I don't want to hate on Reese. I'm not going to say what to say, but it's like, there's got to be a line where you're like, oh, this is a little bit bizarre for me. But yeah. I, Zoe's dying right in front of her face. I know. Sorry, Zoe. I I still love Narice. I think the girl uh, has matured since her Are The One Days for sure. I think she's still got some maturing to go. Not that she's bad right now, but like, I just think she's so young and having fun. And that's great. We need that on TV. Uh, the moment where TJ brought Nelson back in, to bring Nerese in, Nelson thought he was getting back in the game. I he know. did not understand that TJ was saying, hey, had just stuck it out. You could have brought Nerese back. Uh, yeah. But I just also envisioned like 20 minutes later, Nelson getting his phone and being like, hey, Corey, remember our phone call yesterday? <laughs> I'm I'm out. Just womp womp. Is Corey, a- can you pick me up at the airport? Can we get Shake Shack? Please. I've been good. Bring the teen mom camera crew. (laughs) Jumping back to Norris and them leaving. I think it is a flawed piece of this season. And maybe it's not. I keep going back and forth since I finished watching the episode that we don't see them in any capacity outside of the game to like know their thoughts and feelings. At that point, it's like, okay, Kenny's boring. I would hate to have to see that. But, like, it doesn't even seem like they're in, like, a redemption house, I think. It just seems like they're chilling in a hotel. And that kind of, like, dumbs it down for me. I I don't know. I just kind of hate that uh, because more people are going to go and leave their partners. We're not going to see them for several more weeks. We're not going to know what's been going on. I I don't know. And the other side's like, we don't need that. But the episodes sometimes get boring. I just wish we had a glimpse of something. I know that they're waiting for that climactic moment of surprise of like the team that gets to be reunited eventually because someone stays in the game. But I'm trying to picture 
how different it would have been for Nelson if Nuri's had been at the elimination cheering him on. Like, if that was the reveal moment, that now that, like, Nelson's in elimination, Nuri's is here. If Nelson wins, she's back in, like, right then. Ooh. Zoe, why don't you work uh, <laughs> for <laughs> challenge production? Uh, no, that would have been cool. And it would have told Casey, like, oh, my gosh, if you go into elimination, you can get your brother back. And she'd be like, hell no. But that would be cool. I'll say I wouldn't be shocked if they were planning on doing, like, online exclusive type stuff. If, like, Bananas or Devin or Tori was the first eliminated. And they could have just been doing all this fun Redemption House type content or hotel stuff. Like, oh, I want to get back in. And then Kenny Clark was the first eliminated. And, like, I don't know if this is worth the time. Because no, well, nobody's going to tune into this. And then it's like, Narice is now the second person. And we love Narice, but it's like, uh, are people going to tune gonna into this? What's she going to do with Kenny? Yeah. yeah. What's she going to do with Kenny? Yeah. It, it would just, take you to the third week for hopefully someone interesting to be eliminated. And it being Nelson, Kenny's just by himself again. So maybe that does make sense whether they're not having any, w- any clips of that. I want to see two minutes of uh, Narice and Kenny trapped in a house alone together. Because Narice is probably like, what the fuck am I doing here? She'd say, hey, you listen to Chris Brown? And he'd go, no. I just, like, you know, that moment of, like, you bring back the loved one and, like, they bring back Kenny and Casey's like, what's your name? What's, what's, who are you again? Oh, crap, I forgot you played this game with me. I, I've been in this house with Nani. That's my ride or die. Imagine if Kenny's the person that makes it back into the game. Imagine that hellscape. You, you mentioned Casey and Nani. I just want to say, I feel like we're getting nothing about them this season. We're getting all these moments with the hetero couples, but you have this like really interesting dynamic between the two of them. Maybe it's because they're just laying in a bunk bed and they're being super boring. But like, I would love to be hearing a little bit more about their relationship because we heard so much about Nani in the beginning of the season. Um, they're just forgotten cast members at this point. Hashtag free Nani. Not from that relationship, but Casey brings her down on these shows. I, I, I'm sorry. I, their dynamic is fun. Like last season when they went on a date, it was like, oh, that's so cute. Like she cares about her Nani deserves to be cared for. But Nani just performs so much better uh, when Casey's not there, at least I, for a reality standpoint. Well, and that's why they should have been ride or dies. And we, they should still be in a paired format. I think that would be a much more interesting dynamic with the two of them. I'll say this. I'm, I, I think they have a great relationship, but I'm checked out of those Casey Nani scenes, especially after last season, because we had the date, we had them crying in elimination against each other. We had all these scenes and I, I ride for them as a couple, but in terms of like this show, I don't need any more scenes of them like this back to back seasons. Like maybe if they're still together in like three seasons, yeah, give me more of that. But it's just, at this point, I'm checked out. Yeah, One of them has to go, and I know who it is, but it's not going to be the person that goes. They both need a break. They do. Not. I will say, Nani, I'm so happy she came back to the game on World of Worlds because like, she has had a totally different narrative since then. And know that it's not like she's the super domineering winner, but like she has consistently been good. Like... She's had her dramatic moment. She's had her hookup since then. But like beyond all that, she has gotten with the numbers. She has worked social relationships. Like she has shown that. I think take two seasons off or next season. Come back for even take next season off. Come back for 40. I'm sure 40 is going to be a big season. Like then reenter with a different mindset. But 
who knows if the money's good i would go back too and like people always talk about like challenge like all-time great mount rushmore type stuff sometimes i like to just envision a challenge house if you if you picture a challenge house and there's only 20 people there who do you see you see giant bananas you see paula walnuts you see nani nani is just one of those people who just always part of the house you see leroy you see those type of people where it's like yeah, maybe they aren't the best player all time, but when you think of like who defines the challenge, it's people like Nani. Well, I just thought about too Fessy in the elimination tonight was talking about winning the game, and he said nobody remembers the people that don't win. And I thought that couldn't be furthest from the truth. Like I feel like the standout from Double Agents as far as like the season went was obviously Cam. Uh, it, like the whole narrative just focused around her and like why she was there and what she wanted to do with the winnings. And even though she didn't win, I still feel like that was a very cam heavy season. Vendettas for that matter was a super cam heavy season, not to just use her as the example, but uh, I, with this game, I don't think notoriety comes from just winning. Big like, T had a lot of national coverage during double agents, like re- like national media sites. were talking about how big T is America's like darling, even though she's from the UK. <laughs> Yeah, that is the most American thing, dude, to take yeah. a different culture than make it. That's our darling. That's so yeah, funny, honestly. Yeah. And also, like winners getting forgotten. That's like a total challenge thing right now. Jenny West thrown out. I mean, all these people who are like champions are forgotten. Hunter. I mean, if, if Ashley didn't steal the million dollars, people wouldn't remember his name anymore. I mean, like no offense to Hunter. Hell, people forget who what his name is. They just know him as the guy actually stole a million dollars from, and they forget he's a champion. Would like to see him back. Again, saw better judgment. <laughs> I this- honestly, like when we talk about like banana seven wins, I forget he won total madness too. Like I think I blocked that whole season out. And then MTV is trying to make sure you forget Dean Newland won the challenge. That's why that season disappeared from my memory because of the god awful editing at the end. Yeah. Oof. Well, coming back to you again next week. It's going to be a female elimination week. Uh, who do you want to see gone? Anissa! I actually would really like to see Anissa go just because this is not even come from a place of, yeah, it is. I'm a hater. Uh, <laughs> she provides nothing. To the show. Now, I, I said a couple weeks ago, you, she made a comment like, you need girls like Anissa that can be an elimination. Sure. When it gets down to this point in the season, though, the final's coming up. It's time to put up or shut up. Well, like, if Anissa perfect. wins... Perfect. Yeah, if she wins the elimination and comes back in, great. Anissa, you have still got it. Like, happy for you. You're dragging your team down. Now is the time to put her in. But will she know? And I think, too, the same strength that Nani has, Anissa does have, is that she knows how to work those social relationships. And something that I've always been in awe with Anissa's game since she came back for Dirty 30, you know, she started getting that psychology degree. And you could tell she actually learned from some of the classes that she took and put that into practice with how she navigated relationships. People have done her dead wrong on the show since then. And she comes at it from a place of kindness. And she comes at it from a place of understanding. And she just doesn't like get too beat up in the head about it. She might in her confessionals. That gives us a reason to either hate or laugh. But like she knows how to work that. But she should still go. I will say if Anissa does not go into elimination this week, we are getting two incredibly 
good competitors going up against each other, no matter what the matchup is. I think I know who it is, but okay. I, we got Nani, we got Casey, we got Mariah, we got Amber, we got Olivia, Six Tori. Girl, who's very good, Tori. whose name I can't, Tori, yeah, she's very good. The females on each team are like really evenly matched. So, like, whereas I think the Giants could beat up on the Tiny Girls on the other team, like, all the Giants are against each other. And Nani and Mariah and Amber could all be evenly matched in a lot of different things. Whose team is Casey on? Anissa's? Giants. She's on the Giants. Okay, okay, okay. Got you. Got you. And just knowing our luck, it's going to be Mariah and Amber in a puzzle. Because that's like, oh, great. Oh, let's hope not. I have a feeling that next week's going to be good. I mean, they there were clips of like Nani sobbing into Casey's shoulder. There's some content. Uh, so who knows? All right, yeah. folks. Corey was yelling at someone again. We'll see what happens. Yeah, we got some more Tory Jordan stuff. I'm hooked on it. Uh, make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube. Hit the like on this channel. Follow Zoe on Twitter at Zoe Trimbo. Luke on Twitter at Final Reckoning. Me at the Alan Aguirre at CF Confessionals on Twitter. As a whole, have a great day, everyone. Bye now.